loving you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nickel Park. This is the Couch Guide to Safari Through the Wilderness of Life, and I am your most injured guide, Joshua. Mm. I, I, I'm your second most injured guide, Luke. Oh, okay. I'm your least injured guide, Ben. I was very curious to figure out how y'all would decide who was second and last. I don't know. I, I, should we break it down? Yeah, well, I gave Ben a second to jump on if he had, you know, something really hidden, but he didn't, and right. I have a minor one, so. And I should clarify, I'm not all that injured. I just sliced my three most important fingers <laughs> on my right hand oh, wow. at work oh, today. Really? Pretty substantially. Um, but so, so I've got that at going for At separate times? And, no. So apparently... On the ovens that we use to cook food, at the back there's like an air vent, and the the grills of the vent are exceedingly sharp. And when mm. I went to like move it forward so I could clean behind it, uh, all three of them just sliced right open. Wowza! So you injured them, and then they turned into when did they turn into medieval peasants? Would you just hold them up again? I know this is an audio medium. But they're wearing little medieval peasants hats, and it's ah. really quite great. If you drew little smiley faces right underneath the the band-aids. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. Yeah, I think you could take orders like that. All right, I'll draw a picture on them, and I'll post it on our Instagram. Give them little beards. Uh, what injury you got, Luke? Uh, I have a canker sore on the back of my tongue. Ooh, and it touches Ooh. my teeth every time I talk. So, oh. So you're done for today. Yeah, this is about all I can do. I'm cutting it off <laughs> in three minutes. Cutting the tongue off or Yep. Okay. <laughs> no use for me anymore. Have you have you guys ever tried to like really get in there with a the canker sore? Like, like bite it off? Like stab what? it and bite it and pop yeah. it. And I of course have not done that. It hurts quite bad, but the relief you feel afterwards is actually decent. Yep. I didn't know there was anything to be done. I thought it was like AIDS. Ooh. Yeah, no, you can. That's true about AIDS, too. You can just bite it off. <laughs> you can really get in there. Oh, my tongue sucks, though. That's that's rough. Yeah. You stressed? I don't believe so. No. Maybe my mouth is stressed. Would you know mm. if you were stressed? I don't know. I haven't experienced it too often. So. <laughs> right. It, yeah. it would be a, a new sensation. I might not be able to recognize it immediately. How do you, do you guys have stress responses, like things that you do? Like, for example, I when I get stressed, I get really productive, but about anything other than the thing I'm stressed about. Like, the goal of my <laughs> brain is do something so intensely that you forget completely that the stressful thing exists. Mm. Hey, Ben, how fast did you put up that climbing wall today? I did it last <laughs> night in like three and a half hours. It was the fastest I've ever framed out a wall in my life. I was absolutely flying. So Ben's stressed, but it's not about climbing. He's okay. not stressed about climbing That's at all. That's the release. Uh, uh, I break out and I have... Uh, I usually dream pretty vividly every night, but I have I usually have vivid dreams about whatever I'm stressed about. Mm. Last night I had a dream, and in my dream I took four naps. Whoa, whoa! Yeah, that's meta. That's a cool it, dream. It was uh, with you, Luke. What? No, we didn't nap together. <laughs> What's up? We t- we napped together. 
All right. In a car ride. You, me, and mm. Jake, your brother, were taking a road trip up a mountain, and I napped on the way up and on the way back, and you were driving. All right. What did you experience during your nap? Like, because you're conscious in a dream. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just kind of like fade to black and then woke up on top of the mountain, mm. like instant. Okay. Not like you woke up, not like you watched yourself take a nap. You just knew you had napped. Right. Okay. Do you all get the thing when you're dreaming where um, you, 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 so most, some people get it when they're like running away from something where you can't actually yes. run. Mm-hmm. You're so slow. Yeah. You can just walk. Mm-hmm. I get it when I'm hiking. Uh, hmm. Like I'm hiking in a dream and it's like uphill and I'm going so slow and I can't go any faster and it's absolutely maddening. Hmm. Yeah, I have the same thing, but it's not when I'm hiking. I'm usually trying to get away from something. I have it. Do you get? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I have it where I can't like grab stuff. Oh, yeah, hmm. I've had that. Yeah, and I, 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 that. I, I'm imagining in my sleep, I'm like reaching into the air and just grasping at nothing. <laughs> and it's always very frustrating. Ben, when you're trying to like hike and you're not getting anywhere, do you ever get like on all four and try and like yes. claw your way? Yeah. Yeah. That's what and I you do still too. can't go. It's the same speed. You're wow. stuck at the same speed. It's so frustrating. I do the same thing. Like I'll have dreams about like playing soccer, but I'm the only one who can't sprint. It's mostly <laughs> it's mostly to do with like I can't keep up with people. Like I'm hiking and mm. I can't keep up with for people and I'm playing a sport and I can't sprint. Mm. And it's absolutely maddening. That's so interesting. It is interesting. You want to talk about some deadly animals? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about a real-life dragon, dinosaur. Of course, the Komodo dragon. The red ancient dragon. The, the, the one from Shrek. One from Shrek. Yep, Smaug. <laughs> Smaug from Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> when Smaug married Donkey. Yeah. In a crazy Hobbit Shrek crossover. <laughs> I would watch that That'd movie. That'd be a good one. Absolutely. Uh, no, the Komodo dragon yes. uh, is what we're talking about. Native of, according to the maps on the Smithsonian here, uh, the St. Louis Zoo. Mm, yes. Hmm. Um, yeah, pretty pretty cool animals. We're going to get into it, figure out how deadly they are. What's y'all's experience with the Komodo dragon? Um, it's, it's primarily been in zoos. I've, I haven't encountered mm-hmm. too many in the wild. Um, so it's been purely observational, not a lot of, you know, one-on-one interaction. Yeah. I've actually seen the Komodo dragons, dragons. I don't remember how many there were at the St. Louis zoo. And I believe mm-hmm. that is my only experience with Komodo dragons. It's a good zoo. One of the coolest things I ever heard about a Komodo dragon was when I was working at the Louisville Zoo and a groundhog got into the Komodo dragon exhibit and he ate it. Mm. Wow. The groundhog ate the Komodo? Right. (laughs) You know, so who did someone tell you this story? Like, did they say like, I don't know, groundhog got in there because someone definitely put that groundhog in there. Groundhogs don't just get in into the Komodo dragon exhibit. (laughs) Yeah, no, I worked at the the Herp Aquarium where, like, the exhibit was and the the caretaker there that I worked for, he was like, yeah, one time a groundhog got in and Mm -hmm. the Komodo dragon ate it. Mm, That man had the groundhog with him. (laughs) It had been terrorizing his garden or something. 
slipped it in there just to see what would happen. That's very likely. Groundhog got up in there. If groundhogs could just get up in the Komodo dragon exhibit, what couldn't they get into? <laughs> uh, nowhere. They could get into your house. Yeah. And how deadly would that be? Ooh. You'd need to get a Komodo dragon. To, to, oh, never mind. Sorry. I was distracted looking at a Komodo dragon facts. And mm-hmm. never, never mind. All right. Komodo dragon. Strength. Here we go. It's got to be strong. It's got to be pretty strong. Is it, have you seen these things? They're bulky. Yeah. They're they thick. walk like big gym bros, you know, kind of yeah. like side mm, with the shoulders flared and, you know. They got the lat spread. That's 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 what I was looking for. They got those imaginary lat syndrome. Bad. <laughs> but with all of their legs, with all four of them. Even their tail is just taking up a lot of space. They're one big tail. What are your lats for your butt? Your glutes? For your for your legs. I get that's what I was thinking is the butt. The butt is the lats of the legs, right? The that butt makes sense. Your lats are for what are your lats even for? Re- They're retra- for scapular retraction. Scapular retraction. Depression. Contraction. You're contracting your shoulder sh- elbow elbow flexion. <laughs> elbow. We're getting flexion. off topic. Uh, <laughs> okay. Strength, I think. So I've been told they can weigh up to like two hundred pounds. So I would okay. put them on par. I would put them just above a person. Mm, mm. Like whatever a person, average person, they're gonna be a little bit stronger because they're wild and wild things are always a little stronger. Yep, they got that raw strength. Let's see, we've got we put a kangaroo on here for nine. Do we think it's probably about in the same ballpark? Yeah, similar weight. Yeah. Similar sort of um, lat lat activation, mm-hmm. sure. glute act activation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. definitely lots of glutes. Oh, it's your glats. That's that's, <laughs> that's of course. What it is. Of course, I can't believe I forgot about this. All right, Komodo Dragon nine for strength. Uh, speed. I've been told up to twelve miles an hour. So just just under a person. So mm-hmm. I think that's on. Is that on par with the stinky with the stinky bison, <laughs> with the stink goat? With the yeah, with the big stink goat. Uh, nine as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they weren't that fast. Okay, all right, Sounds nine. Okay, for speed. Yeah, I'm seeing here they can briefly run at speeds at 13 miles an hour. So when they're really pushing it, when they can straighten their feet out. Right when they when they yeah they let go of the false pretense of their (laughs) fake lats and Mm -hmm. really hit their stride. Um, Agility. I feel like lizards just are agile. They are, but these guys are so big. They they lose some of it surely with their size. Right. Otherwise, that's absolutely terrifying. Like the pinnacle of lizard agility is that one lizard that can run on water. It's that yeah. one lizard that runs away from those snakes in, in that... That's an iguana. That's an iguana? That's an iguana, baby. I mean, it's a lizard of types, of sorts. Yeah. That homie is agile. Have you not seen that video mm-hmm. where it's like, they? I don't know, they get born on like this beach with a bunch of snakes. I don't know why they choose to get born there. <laughs> but they come out no. and they all die to the snakes except for the ones that are fast enough to run away to the no. rocks. It's a, it's a cool video. It's a crazy video. Oh, yeah. It's so hype. 
I've seen these types of lizards. I forget what they're called, but they uh, they snort salt water under their noses to to keep them cool. Galapagos racers. Hmm. Sounds mm. agile. All right, gonna check that out. Could you imagine if a Komodo dragon sprinted towards you in the way that like the iguana sprinted in the thing, and the other one sprints on water? Like if it got up on two legs and just mm-hmm. started absolutely like <laughs> flat footing it towards you at mm-hmm. breakneck pace. I would I would give up. I would at, just show them my neck. Yeah, at that point there's no animal scarier. It I mean you're at the you're in the same ballpark as a shark sprinting at you. Mm-hmm. Or swimming. Whatever they do. What'd we what'd we give uh what'd we give like a kangaroo? What's that? For agility we gave a kangaroo a twelve. So That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Because they got that vertical agility. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Iguanas probably don't have that. Maybe 11? What's it, What else has an 11? An 11 uh, would a be a bear. Bear. Okay, I feel like that's... Like, they're similar sort yeah. of... Or the stink goat. Yeah, the I stink- feel like it's more agile than a stink goat, though. I don't, but the stink goat can get up them crazy walls. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Little, little tiny ledges. But the Komodo dragon can get under little stuff. So it's like a... They break even. Yeah. So an 11. So an 11. All right. Size. You said 200 pounds approximately. Relatively easy. Reaching lengths of, I'm reading here, 10.3 feet. Oh, it's got to include the tail, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, well, yeah. It'd be weird if he didn't. (laughs) It's just an extra. It's an add-on. Yeah, I'm 6'1". Does that include your head? Do you <laughs> use and your that butt? Does that, that include in? your glats? <laughs> your glats. Uh, so pretty big. Yeah, but not super hefty. What else have we given things? We gave we gave the kangaroo an eight. Okay. Yeah, so I feel like it's got to be around about maybe maybe yeah probably about the same size. About a kangaroo. kangaroo. Same yeah. weight. Take up roughly the same shape, just on all fours. Mm-hmm. Same same space. Uh, you know, I was making jokes about the tail, but would you count a tail in the overall length of an of a kangaroo? I would not. Nor would I count a tail in a person. No. Uh. Mm-hmm. What? You know, some people have got them. They just don't tell us about it. They it's keep embarrassing. Them tucked up. Tucked up in their pants. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so what? An eight? Seven? Eight? An eight. Eight. Okay. All right. Eight for size. Stealth. They're sort of camouflaged. So I'll give mm-hmm. them that one. Right. Like I feel like lizards in general are also good at just laying on rocks and looking like rocks. Mm-hmm. Right. And speaking, going back to the zoo, like whenever I would go visit the zoo, trying to find this thing in its enclosure was typically a pretty difficult challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so set I, a groundhog loose in there. <laughs> and to draw it out. Um, so I feel like they're fairly stealthy. We give it, and I don't know if they're as stealthy as an anaconda, but. Yeah, a little, little bit down from an anaconda. Yeah. I feel like like a tiger, lion, kind of same predatorial. Yeah. Like a 15, 16. 
15 sounds good. 15 sounds reasonable. Okay. All right. They're 75% of the way to perfect camouflage. (laughs) (laughs) To invisibility. The stick bug. Yeah. They're 75% of the way to the stick bug. Uh, That titan. Yeah. Uh, all right, last one, the X Factor. They am a dragon. They yeah. are an actual dinosaur. They're actual dinosaurs. Prehistoric status. It's a different kind of fear. Like if I see, well, a tiger is probably not a good example. <laughs> <laughs> if I see a tiger, I'm going to have no qualms. Uh, let's see, they can eat up to 80% of their weight in one sitting. That's a whole me. That is, yeah, they can eat one Benjamin in one sitting. Oof. So that's pretty wild. Uh, here's also something. So they're oh, not technically classified as poisonous or venomous, but their mouths contain so much bacteria that when you get bit, you're basically guaranteed to get some sort of really bad infection. Yeah, that's a, that'll, that'll do. That's a good X factor. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Just put, just write dirty mouth. Dirty <laughs> Um, I'm seeing the little picture you sent in the group chat earlier. I was mm-hmm. very intrigued um, by the fact that they engage in play, mm. and that there's mm-hmm. a frisbee involved. Mm. Could that be an X factor? Disguise themselves as a dog. Oh, oh, what's up with that naked dog? And he's doing so good at the frisbee catch. And then they get you with their dirty mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come here, puppy. Yep. Chomp. I feel like this thing is pretty pretty stacked with with X factors. Um, I mean, females, yes. can, females can reproduce without a need for a mate. So yeah, that's pretty good. Going to be hard to kind of wipe them out, even though they are on the endangered list. But that's, you know, that's irrelevant. I feel like it's pretty high. I feel like the ability to play combined with the sort of nasty mouth they've got mm-hmm. <laughs> adds up to a lot more than most animals have. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Like it could ah. really, they could really set you at ease if they started chasing down that tennis ball, or they brought you your newspaper in the morning, or mm-hmm. there's like infinite, infinite games, dog games they could play to really put you at ease. Right, they could roll over and show you their belly and then... Right. Uh, so the highest we've given for the X Factor is a 19 to the mosquito. But that's, uh, of course, earned. Right. right. They also have dirty mouths. Mm-hmm, very dirty say. mouths. An orca is sitting at a 12 for reasons I can't remember. Um, I think, well, it's a 12 in water. Mm, right, and I feel like that was probably because they can like team up and make waves and mm-hmm. get all fancy with their killings. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's got to be on par with the orca. Yeah, I would what give did it we one give more. The talking, the the stink goat. The, we gave it a nine for stink. I alone. feel like I feel like dirty mouth and playing. Give it a thirteen. Uh, like I would think, agree with that. Mm-hmm. You think, like, even if you escape and they just bit you one time, you're like, oh, that big lizard got, got me good, but I'm alive. Suck it, lizard. And then Not for long. next day you wake up and all of your skin is dead or whatever happens. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all just falls off. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm perfectly fine with the 13. I think that's uh, more than fair. Send it. All right, cool. That puts it at a 65. Wow, Ooh. the last three animals we've we've given is 65. On par with a saltwater crocodile and hippo. Ooh, mm, wow. Mm. Komodo dragon really came out looking good then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because those are two super deadly animals. <laughs> <laughs> as far as stats go, I looked it up. In the last, uh, I don't know, it was like 40 years, Komodo dragons have only killed four people, I think, mm. was what the... But, you know, there's just not as many. There's less of them, yeah. And they're not out to always get people. I, they're more into groundhogs. And sometimes they're too busy engaging in play. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember, this animal is out to get you in this scenario. Yeah, they've got a lot of things. Like, they they got a lot of just sort of things they can do. Can play, uh, reproduce asexually. Those are the two big ones. Renaissance lizards. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> uh, should we go make some money now? Mm-hmm. folks welcome to the ad booth this well as you know we like to go big and then go home this week our go big sponsor is none other than dole dole, dole. the big fruit company oh okay big like into, dole whip big into tropical fruit canned fresh uh freeze-dried freeze-dried sauteed sauteed that's a new line, the sautéed <laughs> tropical fruit. <laughs> it's less popular. It's picking up, though. Um, yeah, it's the Big Fruit Company, and they are sponsoring us to get the word out about some of their new and creative tropical fruit inventions. So they've noticed there's been a slight decrease public interest in tropical fruits because COVID's got everybody kind of staying home, staying in, not as adventurous. Mm-hmm. People are just eating regular old fruits like apples and oranges and bananas, and those are just kind of plain. So they're trying to spice it up a little bit, get the folks interested in uh, some of those weird fruits. Yeah. So they've come up with some, uh, hmm, some, some, some amalgamations. Frankenfruits. Mm. Some frankenfruits. Yeah, frankenfruits is good. Uh, the the line is called the Tropical Infusions, but it's... it's uh, Or Tropical Fusions? Tropical Fusions is The line is, is called there. Tropical Fusion, and uh, it's just like a, just a mashup. So we're just going to run through some of the ones that we picked out that we are really excited to try and hopefully get you guys as excited about them as we are. Yeah. Uh, Goranges. You got mm. uh, grapes and oranges. Uh, it's tiny little, like, you know how little mandarin oranges, the little tiny guys, mm-hmm. so tasty, mm-hmm. even smaller, and they come on a bushel, uh-huh. and you can eat the skin. Ooh. Now, ooh, you just, that, the last thing you said changed the game completely, because yeah. now mm-hmm. I'm super into it. That's a huge right. upgrade for oranges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is my least favorite part about oranges, is you want what's inside so bad but it takes so long to get the outside off. Yep. Don't even have to worry about it. Real thin, grape-like skin, but it's an orange. 
right on the vine. Mm. Mm. That's nice. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about their um their bangos. Mm. It's like a, mm. it's like a banana and a mango oh. mixed together, which you'd think that's impossible. Bananas are long and skinny and mangoes are sort of more round, ov- ovular with a big seed in them. Yeah. But mm-hmm. picture this, banana and it's mango shaped. Oh, and okay. it's mango colored, but it's got banana peel, so you can peel peel the mango skin, the bango skin, excuse me, right off. And the inside is I would say the inside is more like a mango. Okay. But with the ease of access of a ah, banana. Brilliant. It's it's like a mango with a zipper. Yes. Yeah. That's it's nice. A, it's a mango it's a zippered mango. And mango is one of my favorite fruits in general. So I'm very excited about this. It really seems like they've gone for sort of ease of consumption with a lot mm-hmm. of these, which is That's nice. That's really good. The public's yep. into that. That is same thing with my next one, which is the Benangerine. And that is, uh, it, it's, it, you're going to think it's a banana when you first go for it. It looks just like it from mm-hmm. the outside, but you peel it open mm-hmm. and it's all, you know, sectioned out in little convenient oh. slices for you. Uh, oh, wow. And, and the, the taste profile is just basically 50, 50, half of each, um, Getting, a real tangy banana. Yeah, mm. if you will. Yeah, oh, that sounds pretty good. excited. Uh, I'm real pumped about the pineco nut. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, coconut, pineapple. What more do you want? It's the most tropical, flavor blasted thing you could ever eat. It's mm-hmm. um, unfortunately they weren't able to pun intended crack the the problem of the coconut. Like they, it does still have a shell, but on the inside. Fruity pineapple-y, uh, uh meat of li- like a coconut and also pineapple juice. It's basically a pina colada inside of a shell. Mm. Like you crack it open, there's a pina colada. It's Brilliant. right there. That's so good. good. Yeah, that's gonna make some tasty drinks. Yeah, the pine coconut. Mmm, that's good. I'm I'm also I'm really excited about the uh, banana granite, which is like banana so it's a lot of banana based things but people love bananas uh, mm-hmm. and then pomegranate right pomegranates are the least accessible fruit like they take Agreed. so much work to get into and they got yep. all the little seeds and yes they are scrumptious but it takes a lot of work to get in there and pry those out and then your hands yep. are all stained mm-hmm. it's just a ton of work so this one is more like imagine pomegranate seeds but it's like corn on the cob. Oh, actually, sim- it's similar to. Have you guys played the game Bananagrams? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. It is like a Bananagrams. You know, it's in the shape of a banana. Again, super easy concept. Just peel the banana, and it's just pomegranate seeds. Wow, just loose in there. Much they easier. They just grow in there. Yeah, you can pretty much just pop the top off and pound it, sort mm-hmm. of like a long pomegranate drink. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, they did a. The, I know they were doing a lot of work with the pomegranates. I also saw that they have a uh, a permagranate, uh, where yeah. and this is the opposite of that. See, of of Ben, the one that Ben likes. See, a lot of people like the process of opening it, like it's very therapeutic for them, mm-hmm. but they don't like the taste of the pomegranate. Um, right, so with the per- the permagranate, yeah. So the permagranate, you get in there. And all the little little pods that are usually pomegranate seeds are now fully skinned, tiny little pears. Ooh. And you just pop them. Yep. I like that. That sounds incredible. It, it is. It's it's wonderful. 
Um, another really cool one uh, that I thought was kind of obvious. I'm surprised no other company has done it, and that is the uh, the pineapple. And that is the mix of the pineapple and the apple. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So what's the biggest problem with a pineapple? Sharp. Yeah, it's like a cactus on the outside. They got rid of that. So oh. it's just a thin apple-like skin over the sweet juiciness of a pineapple Ooh. on the inside. Mm, Are you saying I could pick up a pineapple and just wash it off and eat it? Yes. No that's need, the dream. No need for cutlery. Oh, that's the dream. What color is the pineapple? Like, is it a green? It's not like a Granny Smith, is it? No, it's kind of kind of an old... Uh, and similar profile in terms of color, orangey-brown. Okay, all right, good. Because if it was like a gr- like a very large Granny Smith, and I bit into it and got a a, a mouthful of pineapple meat, Ooh, yeah, that would be shocking. That'd be, be a little a weird. surprise. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's all. Those were the highlights for me, for sure. Yeah, so uh, expect these to hit the shelves, I believe, later this fall. They're hoping to kind of get these things out in mass production. So be looking for these. Go ahead and check out their website to see the Tropical Fusion lineup, see what you're most excited about, and get ready for it. And, uh, yeah, if you you can order online, they're doing a promo box with a sort of a mystery box variety of some of these fruits that you can get early. And if you use the promo code NICKELPARK, you can get 10% off that mystery box. Nice. Stellar. Uh, so our go home this week is in one third of our homes, meaning Raleigh slash Durham slash yeah. the place where Josh Durham. lives. Durham. Durham. I always think it's Raleigh. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. It's okay. Um, in Durham. So uh, it's Cirque du Soleil. Y'all heard mm. of them? Uh, yeah, I'm familiar. I thought they were French, though. Uh, no, they're not. That's that. Oh. It just sounded nice, so they went mm. for that. But anyway, they've kind of been trapped there in Durham for a while with COVID and uh, lack of shows, not being able to get like a bunch of people together in big mm. coliseum-like circus tents. Um, so they obviously were aware that they were their talents were going to waste. These are some of the most talented people on the planet. They need to be doing something. Uh, so what they've decided to do is actually start a tree clearing service. Um, mm-hmm. A bit of a new road for them, but like I said, these people there's nothing these people can't accomplish. So, uh, and they do it in a pretty exciting way. So we're going to go through just just a few of the strategy strategies they use for clearing trees. Yeah. Um, well, I'll start since I've actually been able to go out and see them. Um, I will tell you the coolest thing that I've seen so far is they have converted their trapeze into, um, saws. So have you seen like bendable saw blades where you kind of like loop it around a tree and you just kind of wiggle it back and forth Mm -hmm. to cut, to cut a branch or something? It's basically that the, the ropes of the trapeze are these blades and basically the artist will swing in full circles around the branch eventually cutting through it and then they do like a crazy backflip and land gracefully on the floor on the ground uh it's absolutely insane yeah that's incredible i really like uh when they use have you seen with like the pogo sticks on their feet 
Mm -hmm. I don't know what else to call them. Basically, like, one-foot pogo sticks, and they can bounce Mm. around. When they do it on stage, it's, like, crazy and cool, and they do, like, flips, bounce around. Uh, But they can use this. You don't have to deploy a ladder or a rope or anything. You just hop on that pogo stick shoes. They bounce up, snip, 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 get a couple snips in. Right. Quick. They're the they're the quick clears. You know, they get mm-hmm. the small stuff out of the way. But it's. Right. I mean, it's a show to watch. It's incredible. The balance and the fact that they're doing it with the huge clippers. Uh, one that really excites me that I think is going to be it would be amazing to see live is you know how sometimes at the circus they shoot that dude out of a cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they still have him around, uh, and they just put a real sharp helmet on him, and just fire him at the base of the tree mm-hmm. usually doesn't take more than two shots and he's he's clean through the trees coming down wow. that would be incredible to see yeah. in person that's really cool a spectacle yeah and the style that they have is just incredible like everyone knows whenever they do a show it's the you know the costume design is incredible mm-hmm. um and they of course have continued with that theme but you know there are regulations uh, so they and it, for safety measures, so they do still have like long sleeve shirts and and like real thick heavy duty pants and boots and hard hats, but they're all like decked out, bedazzled, super tight fitting, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it's really cool to watch. It's like it's like ballet construction workers almost. Mm. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to explain it. And everybody knows them for the the like ribbon routine where they like roll their bodies up and down and spin around the mm-hmm. the ribbon thing, but they just use that as an easy way to get up into the trees to start the cutting, and that's something to see when they mm. like throw the ribbon up, a little grappling hook, hook it on there, spin their bodies up, and they're holding a chainsaw and they're just going to town on the tree while they're spinning up. I mean, it is. I've only seen videos, uh, but I mean, it'd be incredible, and and. Like secondary, if you got some tree work and you want all your neighbors to come see how cool, like you are and your your whole style is that you hire Cirque du Soleil to trim your trees, like your neighbors are gonna be out there watching this happen. I certainly would be. Well, thank you, uh, Cirque du Soleil. I'm glad we were able to help uh, get the word out for y'all uh, in your new endeavor. We wish you the best of luck. Uh, if you call today. Uh, their number is 919-411-1114. And if you call today, you will get 12% off of your tree service. All right, folks, this is the part of the podcast where we help out some people in need with some unconventional solutioning. Right. Uh, this week, we're, uh, yeah, it's great. This week, we're going to go to uh, our local neighborhood of Hollywood, Florida again and help out some of our neighbors. Uh, we're a little pressed for time, so we're going to just knock this one out and see if we can get some quick answers for, for this person. So, GR says Golfer. Golfer. That's golf. Golfer. Got it. Okay. Uh, Golfer says, anyone else just noticed two extremely weird aircrafts over in the direction of Northeast Danaya? Don't know where that is. They suddenly disappeared. It seems like one was giving light to the other. 
The smaller one receiving the light looked as if it was shooting off what would look like ripples, like when you throw rocks in a pond-type ripple waves. It would shoot the ripples down every few seconds, then up. At one point before disappearing, it shot the ripples down and then to the side, east towards the ocean. The ripple shooters... (laughs) The ripple shooter looked as if it were moving down, then disappeared. The one giving off light continued to move slowly east, then suddenly disappeared. I'm not one to believe in aliens, etc., but I am open-minded. I'm not saying they were... I'm not saying they were or were not outer space aircrafts. Just wondering if anyone else saw it and if they know what it was. Ooh. Wow. That's crazy. That is a lot. That's a lot. He's on to us. He's figured out. He's seen our spacecraft. First of all, I don't. we don't need to hear him, but I just like, are there any comments? Uh, yeah. Um, someone says it's a space station. Likely story. Sure. Aliens searching for intelligent life. Mm, Yeah. I grew up in Hollywood. When I was a kid in the 80s, my sister and I saw something similar. To this day, can't understand what it was. There was like eight of them in a cluster. They shimmered and floated unexpectedly away. Nothing we had ever seen before. Hey, that's just an enabler. He's lying. That's an enabler for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I believe you. One time, I saw this bright white light in the sky moving very slow. Then, like you said, it disappeared. We can't be alone in this universe. Mm. I like how the question asker wasn't like looking for someone to believe them. They were just like, hey, anyone know what this was? And this person was like, I believe you. I believe you. So, so what are some possible explanations? Anybody, can we think of anything for these weird light? So, I'm not one to judge what people do on their free time. Is it possible he was tripping? Very likely. In which In case, Hollywood? for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't? I've heard that you can accidentally go for a trip just by being outside for too long. The humidity combined with the just mm. Floridaness of it really gets into people. <laughs> the swamp methane really gets to your head. Yeah. There's a lot of loose menthol in the air. <laughs> uh, I think it was the Aurora Florialis. Oh. Mm. You Do know, you. the fl- Florida's version of the Aurora Borealis, but mm. the Aurora Florialis. Uh, also that, comes from the menthol. Is that the Northern Lights? Is that what? Okay. These yeah. are the southern lights. Yeah. And they're in Confederate flag colors. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they saw the southern lights. I like that he says the one was giving light to the other one. Yes. Right. Ooh, like the one couldn't quite do it on its own. The one alien ship, they hadn't figured out how to get the light into the one that was sending out the ripples, so they had to send mm-hmm. another ship. <laughs> to feed it light. Yeah. yeah. I just really like, I'm not one to believe in aliens, but I am open-minded. I like the et cetera, too. Yeah, like yes. aliens, et Aliens encompasses what I thought was all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe government conspiracies or something, but... Could have been ghosts. Big, big ghosts. Yeah, big ghosts. Yeah. Uh, Greek gods, perhaps. 
Mm-hmm. Was it like <laughs> actual real life Smash Bros? Like someone got launched into space? Yeah. Uh oh man. I mean the the obvious solution is of course aliens. Yeah. It was aliens. Right, of course. But unconventionally, it was Tom Cruise method acting. You know, he does his mm. own stunts. So maybe he's mm-hmm. in a big alien movie coming up and he built alien ships and okay. really did it. Really went up there and, you know, uh, yeah. received light and made ripples. Well, and what better place to test that out than in Hollywood, Florida, where, you know, no one, either no one notices or the people who do, everyone will just write off. Right. Maybe do you think it's the new Tom do you think it's the new Top Gun and maybe that the person who said that they saw it when they were kids that was the first Top Gun movie? Whoa. Oh, wow. That's deep. Mm. Quite possibly. He's, he's Tom Cruise has also been in at least one sort of futuristic movie. I don't remember what it was, but he Ed, drove a little like Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. No. No. I mean, yeah, he was in that one, but there was another <laughs> one too. Uh Minority Report. No, there's also that one. But <laughs> it's like, it's, he flew a little. He flew a little ship around with a little glass ball at the front, Oblivion. like a futuristic helicopter-looking mm. thing. I'll find it. Uh, what if so? Mr. Musk is down there doing all his SpaceX stuff. Mm. Maybe he's figured out real fancy aircraft flight. It was Oblivion. Nice. Of, it was Oblivion. Hey, have you guys noticed how um, Tom Cruise only plays characters named Jack? Jack I Reacher. mean, Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher, he plays Jack in Oblivion. He plays Jack in Titanic. Mm-hmm. He plays Stacy Jacks in Rock of Ages. He plays Jack Nicholson. Yeah. He plays, yeah, in The Life of Jack Nicholson. He plays Jack McGuire in the movie Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I wanted to do a bit where all his characters are named Jack, but it's just the two movies. <laughs> I thought it might be. <laughs> Everything else is not Jack. Do <laughs> uh, you think it was Skittles? So I like, don't think it was a Skittle, but I'm quite interested in why you think it could be. Just like, uh, have you guys seen the commercials? Where the it's like taste the rainbow and there's always mm-hmm. a lot of skittles coming out. Like, yeah. what if they were doing one of those and the ship was shooting out skittles? Mm. Mm, that was the light. The light. The, no, the, the light ripples. was just for light. The light was just to illuminate the skittles. Mm-hmm. And the ripples were millions of skittles being spread to the to the people. Waves of skittles to taste the rainbow. You can never count them out. That's one thing I've learned about Skittles is you think they're going to do one thing and they go, they take a big old left turn on you. Right. right. And they bring in a giraffe and a Rastafarian man. Milking it. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. Do you think maybe there's a lot of old people in Florida? Do you think maybe an old person passed away and their dying wish was for their ashes to be shot out of one spaceship towards another spaceship? Yes. Quite possibly. Or maybe they were a big gamer back in the day and they wanted to experience that one game. Uh, mm. Alien. Galaga. I Galaga. I where they taste... I'm, the ripples, I'm seeing Galaga when I when I picture that in my mind. 
Yes. And the light was just a camera crew following him because it was unprecedented. Right, right. A Galaga funeral. Live reenactment of Galaga. Well, not live, not too live for the audience. Not, right. A real life <laughs> dead, in, dead reenactment. All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. You can email us at nickelparktours at gmail.com or you're on, you can, on, you can hit us up on Instagram at nickel underscore park underscore podcast. Uh, thanks to Sons of Circus for the use of our theme song. Thanks to Jake Byron for the use of our ad song. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, next week is our 100th episode and we are looking for some real live problems or feedback Basically, we just want to hear from you. Um, and if we can help solve some problems unconventionally, that would be great. If you have an animal that you want us to rank, that would be great. Just we want to we want your input. So um, hit us up for that very special episode. Until next week, I'm Joshua. I'm Ben. And I'm Luke. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Show me some loving and show me emotion. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Yeah.